Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do you hear that? Hear what? I'm receiving some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of music. Music? Routed through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is your smugglers galore, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing since we're all here? Good. Doing pretty good. I will say that keychain is a good luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think there's a hidden mis- hidden message to it. I, I, I just don't know what. Um, God, busy week. Forces of Destiny came out this week. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about it with it. Um, the Blu-ray news for season three of oh, Rebels. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some pretty good special features on that. Some uh, San Diego Comic Con panel news and two kids being stupid over wars wars versus Trek. Can't we just get along? Apparently so that, not. So that's going to be coming uh, near the end of the show with our. Tales of Scum and Villainy. Yes, Twisted Tales of Scum twisted and tales, Villainy. Twisted Tales of Scum and Villainy. There we go. So, um, to start off, Forces of Destiny uh, debuted on July 23rd. Uh, in case you don't know what this is, it was, a, it was first announced at Star Wars Celebration uh, at the Women of Star Wars panel, if I remember correct. Yeah. And... Uh, which basically was about if you watch that panel, it was about half Forces of Destiny panel. Basically, so they, they talked about women in Star Wars, but it was most a lot of it was about the Forces of Destiny that was coming out. Yeah, uh, I have reached out to uh, one of the creators of the show, trying to get her to come on. But uh, Forces of Destiny, according to StarWars.com, uh, this came out on the twenty twenty seventh of June. It's just basically a. Here, here's what the show's about. A new animated micro-series celebrating some of the Star Wars' most beloved and inspirational characters. Uh, it debuted on July 3rd uh, over on YouTube.com forward slash Disney. Uh, the in- highly anticipated shorts are about two to three minutes each and tell the untold stories that help shape the destinies of Rey, Jen, well, Rey, Jen Urso, Princess Leia, Sabine Wren, Padme, Amidala, Ahsoka Tano, and other Star Wars icons. Fans will also hear some familiar voices, such as Daisy Ridley as Rey, Felicity Jones as Jen, Tia Sakar as Sabine, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka, and Lupita Nyong'o's... Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita Nyong'o. 
as Mas Kanata, who narrates the series, uh, while while all reprising their roles for the show. Um, a new short has been debuting every day online at 10 a.m. and is supposed to culminate with their broadcast debut on the Disney Channel Sunday, July 9th. Of course, that's going to be around the time that this airs. So hopefully y'all have seen the show. Problem we're running into is we can't find it in the listings. Yeah. I can't find it in any guide listings for Disney Channel or Disney XD. So I have no clue when it's airing. Now, well, book StarWars.com knows it's coming. Maybe Disney doesn't know this yet. <laughs> I wouldn't be Some surprised. Tell the program manager. <laughs> um, books, apparel, bedding, and toys based on the series will arrive August 1st. And yes, I'm going to end up with a household of these toys shortly after because Zoe's already saying she's want the dolls. Oh yeah, but the doll. The, it was so cool at celebration. It's like, okay, I got something. Like I, I, I looked at her. I said, I got something. Like I got to show you. I want to show you. You got to cover your eyes. So she covered her eyes. Said, I will walk you to where we're going. Keep your eyes closed and covered. <laughs> She's like, but I'm like, just trust me. I put her in front of the display cases with these, and the look of awe on her face. The Hasbro rep goes. And that's why we're making these. Yeah. It's Barbie I mean, dolls that they actually want to get now. These are fully articulated. Elbow, yeah. shoulder, wrist, ankle, knee, so, hips. So it's more like the Monster head. High dolls. Yeah. Very similar. Or every or the Happily Ever After or whatever the fairy tale okay. side of things are. I mean, there's so many different. But yeah, I guess I similar know, to the yeah. Monster High. Uh, of course, these are still Hasbro. I don't. I'm not sure who does Monster High. Is that Hasbro or is that a... I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I know um, my buddy Andy, his daughters have like all the Monster High stuff. So, um, so yeah, we're excited to, to get these um, books. I could, I could see her getting some of the books as well. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Hasbro's site... They list the oh, okay. their li- uh, I do not see Monster High, so that's gotta be Mattel. No, Monster High is Mattel. I just looked it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, it's Mattel. Yeah, just looked it up as Mattel. But still, it's I I think it's cool that Hasbro's noticing that whether the even though they now have the Disney Princess line, it's they're they're not doing this for um for those. Um, well, Vicky and I actually made a trip, had to stop in Target for some other stuff, but anytime you go to Target or Walmart, you have to stop at the toy aisle. I mean, oh, yeah. It's just an automatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, we noticed a, a marked difference. Remember when um, The Force Awakens first came out, we got the first new wave of toys and stuff coming out, and they had nothing of um, Ray. Um, when Rogue One first came out, there was not a whole lot of Jyn or so. Now they've, right. they've compensated. There was Jin and Ray all over the toy aisle. And with all the regular Star Wars toys, there was um, there were regular figures on the pegs plus the 12-inch figures. They had the Rogue One um, 12-inch figure pack, which was like five or six figures, and Ray or um, Jin was in with that. And they even had the mask, uh, Sabine Wren mask on the shelf. Zoe has that mask. Yeah, so they've actually they've figured this out finally, which I say good on them. About time. Well, yeah. It has taken a long time for them to finally realize. Well, and everyone's going, oh, these are geared towards girls. 
Well, there's a lot of guys watching these as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, point blank, there's a lot of guys, a lot of adult males do it. Now, me as a collector, would I be going out collecting these dolls? No. But since I have a seven-year-old, will I be collecting these dolls? I have an excuse. Yes. Um, now the R2D2 and the BB-8s that come with these, uh, one of them comes with an R2D2. I think, I think it's Leia and Hoth comes with an R2D2. And I joked with, with Zoe, I said, you get Princess Leia, I get R2D2. She goes, no, I get R2D2, <laughs> you get Princess Leia. I'm like, no, I get R2D2, you get Princess And Melissa joins in. Zoe gets Princess Leia and R2-D2, and you're just stuck without. I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, this doesn't work this way. <laughs> no. There's two for one. Also, I get, I, I'm i shelling out the money. I get to pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, she's uh, she's excited for it. Um, yeah. It's just like, well, speaking of toys real quick, uh, the Disney Parks is selling BB-8 on a uh, Star Wars Disney Parks card. Uh, oh, similar, nice. Uh, I don't know if you all remember the packaging I showed you guys for Chopper. Yeah, I've seen that. It, I have gonna, some friends who actually have a couple of figures from that. This was the this Chopper was the Celebration exclusive. Um, okay. I don't know if they're selling it in the park. Uh, I was told they weren't supposed to. It was supposed to be an exclusive to Celebration. But that same type of packaging... The uh, Star Wars Droid Factory packaging with the mouse ears for the age is being sold in the parks with BB-8. A st- and he's by himself, not partnered up with any other character. Ooh. I'm like, nice. oh. I looked at Mal- I looked at my wife and said, we need to get three. She goes, why do we need three? I said, one for Zoe, one for me to open, and one for me to keep in the package. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the only thing I don't like about the car. The um, that I like about the Black Series figures, but not as much about the um, blister pack smaller figures. Because once you open up that blister pack, it's done. Yeah, the Black Series is like the Funko or anything else. You can open that up, take it out, save the box. When you're ready, you put it back in the box, and it's just just as good as if you'd never opened it. Yeah. Well, didn't the early Black Series have that circular tape piece to help hold the lid shut? I think so, but I don't think that would really matter much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do know that the 40th anniversary uh, Black Series figures are on a blister pack. Yeah. Well, like I said, for me, you know, I, I get a BB-8 now. You know, let Zoe get hers that she could play with. I probably put mine on a up on the wall like I got my chopper. Um, then later down the road, I'll get another one that I'll have loose. Because um, yeah. I because I like having the loose ones for for a display when once I actually get to a point where I can read display, um, and you're not playing with them, you're building dioramas. N- not even really doing dioramas. I'm just I, I had a shelf where I just stored them on the shelf. Yeah, um, I would play with mine. That's right. But <laughs> I mean, Disney gets all the different. They have all the different Astromex. I love Astromex. I would love to yeah. have the different styles that are already pre pre done. Uh, I like going to the build a droid section too and building. Uh, but and then I guess they're going to start doing um, protocol droids as well, not just Astromex. Oh, cool. So it's like I got Zoe for her birthday, not for, for her birthday for for Christmas. I got her an R seven unit. 
When have you ever seen an R7 on a on a blister card? I think the I last no time you, I think the last time you might have seen an R7 unit was in a, like one of the Entertainment Earth um, Astromech multi packs. But I mean, they had the different domes and whatnot, and of course the the proper bodies for each. So I'm sitting there going, "Oh, this is an R7 head. What's the body look like again?" And I'm looking on the phone, R7, <laughs> R7 Astromech. What's the body look? <laughs> Okay, they don't. Oh, there is one R seven oh, okay. body here. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, yes, what there they, are. What do they use R 7s in? Because I'm looking at it, and it's the same. It looks almost the same as an R two unit. Just uh, almost, I mean, except the, for the triangle the, eye. The dome, the dome's yeah. different. I want to say there's a slight difference on the body as well. Okay, but when when did they ever use one other than just like, comic books or video games? I don't remember. I don't remember. That's just how I, I gotta get better about my Astromex. Uh, for a while, they had R three heads, which are the clear domes. Uh, R four is the the large trash can. Uh, R five is the um, the lampshade. Yeah. Um, BT one is almost an R R four head. It's a variation of the R four head, if I remember ah, right. Ah, okay. No, no. BT yeah, is a variation. Actually, I- BT is a variation of R five. Okay. Well, I did bring up Wikipedia that says the R7s were used, ah, as an ad pops up. Uh, um, I have a thing that says it was used in the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, they appeared in Dark Empire for the first time ever. They had it in the Clone Wars. There was an R7A4, or R7A7. But yeah. um, they we saw them in Dark Empire, Before the Storm, Shadow, Shield of Lies, the, the New Rebellion, New Jedi Order series. So it's all, um, and this is non-canon appearances. Those other ones weren't canon appearances anymore, but hey. Right. Um, I f- so it's all I books f- mostly, other than the Clone Wars. I'm yeah. trying to remember what the R6 head looks like. It looks like an R4, or an R5, almost. Here, hang on, it's, let me see if I can pull this picture. I think I think it's, I think it's, it's a mix, isn't that, the the R6 is a mix of, an R2 and an R4. It has the recessed ring like an R4, but the top dome of a R2. I mean, I'm sorry. I just dropped a picture in the um, in the chat. That's off of Wikipedia. Right. Oh, that's, that's an talking R6 about and an R7. The R6 series looks like uh, um, R4 or R5, kind of. Yeah. Okay, zoom, zoom. The block your head. Okay, it's a non-vented. Uh, maybe that's what BT is. It's based on an R6. I can't tell. It's dark in here. Um, the R8 almost has a lip across the, the t- has like a, a raised lip around the top of the dome. And I forgot what the R9 is. But I've, I know I've seen all the domes in the Build-A-Droid over the years at, at Disney. Yeah. So um, at one time, I wanted to get them all in the same coloring color scheme. But a lot of times, they didn't offer them all in the same color scheme. So, um, but getting back to Forces of Destiny, StarWars.com posted up some highlights from each episode. So oh, we're, yeah. I'm going to start well, off in order. As an, oh, yeah. Well, as an overview before this, um, what did you guys think of the series in general? I love the artwork. I love how it almost fills in those gaps in between scenes that yeah. always make you wonder, okay, how did that happen? How did those get there? So now well, one of them is actually ba- directly based on a deleted scene. Yeah, yeah, the one from Empire. Yeah, well, then, yeah, that's what I loved about this too. It, they all felt like deleted scenes from the different movies and series. Yeah, 
um, the second Ray one supposedly was based on a deleted scene as well. Okay. So, Sansa Jakku. Dave Filoni's having fun with this. I don't think Filoni's involved in these. Yeah, he is. He's the head of Lucasfilm Animation. They remember he moved up. That's right. So he's involved in all of this. <laughs> um, so, Familiar Sounds is the number one highlight. Of course, Maz Kanata's soothing narration. Uh, Desi, Daisy Ridley bringing herself, um, or bringing a strong and welcoming sense of deja vu, you know, with her voice. It's like, oh, so glad to see. Uh, the Night Watcher Worm was, you know, we heard about it briefly in the movie. So his eyes. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Not realizing that sucker is big. Yeah. I, I saw that and I'm Did thinking. Did the rest of you think Dune when you saw it? No, I thought Men in Black. <laughs> no, it's so sad. Uh, what uh, what they name that worm in Men in Black? Oh yeah, oh. Uh, it was Men in Black too. I forget what his name was. I don't remember. Uh, uh, let me do a quick search here. Um, as we get going, the the patented Ray pause <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> see, yeah, how she just pauses to assess the the situation. Um, a sassy BB-8. <laughs> and then the power of compassion. Now she, you know, still ends up helping out the night night watcher worm by giving her giving the worm um, a bit of mechanical debris so it can eat while they were safely on high grounds. Jumping back for just a second, you're talking about Jeff. Yes. Yes. Good old Jeff. Jeff, calm down. Um, <laughs> now BB-8 Bandits is the second one. And uh, the landscape, you know, you know, we had seen glimpses of the Imperial Adat that Ray turned into her home. Uh, in the distance is, you know, in the in the backgrounds, the the wreckage of the Star Destroyer. Um, so you know, we're we're seeing scenes that are very familiar. Then um, BB-8 is strapped in for for the ride. Now, of course, Ray Speeder doesn't have the an actual sidecar, but. Now, there's the net that she carried her junk in that she's using as like a, a hammock to carry BB-8 in. Yeah. And then these two, are actually the only two so far. Well, these are the only two so far that actually um, lead directly into each other. Yeah. Those yeah. are all standalone stories. Then, yeah. then Tito strikes back. So we see Tito return. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see the older, um, well, in the case of this, the older speeder bikes that we're familiar with from... Return of the Jedi and later special editions copies of of uh, Empire Strikes Back, where we see speeder bikes in the Hoth scene. If I remember, we saw a couple. Yeah, in the special editions, you get it, they were added in. Um, so they're coming back, and then we see Ray's flying skills, and I thought it was cool that that whole sequence was kind of indoor esque, yet also kind of pod racing. Um, cause, you know, she's the, the side swiping maneuver was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, she, she has to pull hard to, to avoid that, that one piece of, of debris. Um, and then there's teamwork. It was another highlight where I guess by causing the vibrations of that piece of junk, it causes Tito to get off his speeder, which ends up getting eaten by the night watcher worm. So, uh, the third one that came out on the fifth is the Ewok Escape. 
I think so, this is one of my favorite ones out of all out of the what six we've seen. Yes. <laughs> so what happens after Leia meets up with Wicket? Well, of course, we know they end up back at at the Ewok village, but just how did they get there? Um, of course, we know what. You know, their number one is fast friends. Well, we know Wicket and Leah or Princess Leia became fast friends, but then we got the stormtroopers who who make an appearance again, and it was just cool to see. I, I love the look of these stormtroopers um, with with this type of animation. They're very the, these are a stormtrooper that I know Zoe will look at this picture and go, "Okay, I could draw this," and it'd be <laughs> real easy for her to duplicate the drawing. So. Um, for number three, a vine, some blasters, and the power of physics. So we get to see yeah. a classic cartoon sight gag using <laughs> a pulley system yeah. to save the day. So, and it's actually, if you remember Return of the Jedi, it's exactly the way Ewoks would do it too. Yep. Um, number four, the sweet Ewok ease. The Ewoks require no translation. Leia herself has no trouble deciphering their tongue. But it doesn't take a protocol droid to give us a pretty good idea of what they're saying as well. Yum nub. And then the wardrobe mystery is solved on how she got her her Ewok dr- or her uh, indoor dress. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, we know where she got it from, but where did they get it from? Well, supposedly they made it. I don't it. think that'll fit any of the Ewoks. Well, supposedly they made it. They didn't have enough time to measure her and make a dress. They're Ewoks. They're cannibals. They're, they're cannibals. They measure pe- they measure they measure dinner out fairly well. <laughs> no, no, no. I have a I have a problem with people calling Ewoks cannibals. Yeah, they're not cannibals technically cannibals. Yeah. They don't eat Ewoks. Okay. That we are just of. walking the meat to them. <laughs> yeah. Now, if um, they were humans and they're eating people, then that'd be different. But they could be with a hair problem. They yes, could very hairy, eating. small humans. They could eat uh, other Ewoks. Who knows? They are walking yeah. carpets, literally. No, Take no, no. They're more the... walking throw rugs. Yeah. That's true, too. They're um, walking bath mats. So yeah. so the next one is uh, the Padawan Path with Ahsoka. This is where we see Ahsoka. And this, this one was cool, too, because she's coming back from patrol, heading back, and she's running late for her own ceremony at the Jedi Temple. And what she do, she takes a detour to help some hapless citizens with a malfunctioning massive droid on the loose. So the highlight snips and Sky Guy together again. And it was so cool seeing her back and hearing Ashley's voice with it. And it was also cool, too, to hear Matt Lanter with the voice of, of Anakin. The only thing I had issue with was Anakin didn't have the scar. See, I didn't even notice that right away. I didn't either until you said but it. But it was I, I, very kind of comforting to hear Tom Kane as Yoda. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I like um, Frank Oz, but I don't know. There's something about Tom Kane. Yeah. Yeah. His Yoda just sounds awesome, especially in animated style. Well, and for the Clone Wars, it definitely needs to be Kane. Uh, even though, suppose, you know, apparently there there has been issues of, on Oz doing the voice of Yoda anymore. That he... Apparently, it, it hurt him doing it just for, for Rebels when he was supposed to do it. Yeah. you got to think of his age and having to change the way your voice works. It, the muscles don't work the same way they used to. Well, and to say that you can't do the voice, you know, for whatever issue, and you haven't done the voice for however many years, to come back and go, oh, 
I'm gonna, yeah, I'll do it for Rebels. Um, I would not be surprised if Tom Kane was ticked at that. And if he was, rightly so. I mean, I understand they're trying to take a nod to, to allowing the originator to do it. But don't go... <laughs> that would almost be, I guess, prime example. It would almost be like saying Le- Le- LeBron James going, yeah, I'm too tired to play tonight, I need a rest, and then going... You know what? I'll come in and play the last five minutes of the game. Okay, no. Either you're in or you're out. <laughs> Sorry. No offense to Frank Oz, but... Well, uh, we don't know the whole situation. He may have he may have thought yeah. there was no problem when he first signed in to do it because he had not tried to do the voice. Then after he does do the voice, wait a minute, this isn't working well for me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know? There's yeah. a lot of factors we don't know. Yeah. And me personally, I can't say anything about Frank Oz doing Yoda's voice. I can't say anything bad, negative, ever. I, no, he's always going to be the voice of Yoda, but yeah. I, I think with the amount of work being done, if it if it's been that big of an issue where he's been turning down roles, because supposedly he was offered it for to do it for the Clone Wars, yeah, and he turned it down because well, he said think, he can't do he it. He only had for Rebels. He's only had a handful of lines. Right. right, maybe six or seven lines total. He's ever he's had to do so that pro, that it may be also the size of the part that they told him they had to do. Right, exactly. Right. But it's it, I almost oh. feel the same way though with Kenobi. Why start off the season with the holocron with James Arnold Taylor, and then when we actually get the older Kenobi who Taylor could do well, they went to Stephen Stanton. Nothing against Stephen Stanton. I loved his his Kenobi as well, but. Why not keep the person who who's already established the character? I think it's the um they they watched the Pink Five series on YouTube and heard Stephen Sands dead on Alec Guinness and said, Probably. "Wait a minute here, and we already know this guy. He works with us on um, all these other characters." Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's all and kinds they were of, trying to get Alec Guinness. There's all kinds of other things that could yeah. be behind it too: scheduling it, problems. Yeah, James uh, may have been something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's cool is they've um, they've actually built a repertoire and enough voice actors that can do these things that they have options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that is awesome that they've built the that Dave Filoni's built this um, repertoire up with all these other all these voice actors. Yeah. Now number two is Master Yoda, arguably the wisest and most powerful Jedi of them all. Uh, Yoda is positively adorable in. They say adorable. Uh, he looks very cool in this particular animation style. Um, and I love how each character, the animation style changes just slightly. It's like each character has their own. Mm. Yeah, I noticed mm-hmm. that. Um, this one very much reminded me of the Clone Wars Yoda, the the look of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Um, number three, the score. <laughs> Ryan Shore, uh, hit, hit the music he's doing for these or for these micro series it's been spot on i just absolutely love what he's done with the music yeah I figure he's got to come well, up with like- he's got to come up with a little two three minute theme for the whole for the whole show mm. and the nice thing is how subtle it is it's not it, it could very easily be way overdone oh yeah. yeah yeah uh the lightsabers um i'll, I'll just leave it there the lightsaber and then the silk yeah. of beads when she finally makes it back to the temple, Yoda has nothing but praise for her young Ahsoka and the powerful young, and the powerful Jedi Knight she hope, uh, he hopes she will become. 
Clone Wars fans already knows where her future lies, but it's still sweet to see that wizened elder marking continued growth with an extension of her silka beads, a pseudo Padawan braid for hairless heroin heroes and heroines. <laughs> so and it was cool to see see her still in. Oh wait, is this the? This is the second costume change, right? Yes, because her first I one had so. a had a midriff costume. I didn't even notice, actually. <laughs> yeah, th- there's two different. Yeah, there's at least two different. Well, I think there was more than two, but there was two main um, Ahsoka models. The first one, yeah, had her midriff showing. Yeah, that that was what we saw in the very beginning, most of season one. Now, getting to Beasts of Echo, which is the next one that came out on the seventh. Um, this one was based on. As Ken was saying, the the deletus one of the deletus scenes from from Empire. They actually uh, filmed this one too, if I remember right. Isn't it on the Blu-ray de- set? Not this one. What we see is during the evacuation where they open up the doors. The stormtroopers oh, okay. get to the doors, and the Wampas attack the stormtroopers. If I remember right. Yeah. Now, well, if I. I think um, in the original Star Wars storybook or something, there was also another, wasn't there a second deleted, another deleted scene where um, that talked about um, R2 had turned up the heater too high in Leia's room and, or was that in the radio dramas that they had to dry out all of her clothes? Uh, it might be in the radio dramas. What was that in? Oh, yeah. it's in the radio dramas. Had the line, yeah. Cause 3PO had the great line of um, how are we going to, I have no idea how we're going to dry out all these clothes. That, I think that's the radio dramas. Now I got to okay. go back and listen. Now, now, voice actor Shelby Young nails Leia's dubious tone as she ponders what that walking, where that walking carpet, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We at Wookiee Radio take offense to the term walking carpet <laughs> when it comes to our Wookiee Patreon. <laughs> Fuzzball is acceptable. Walking carpet, hairball, maybe. Calling us scruffy looking nerf herders is acceptable, but walking carpet? That's a, that's a Tuesday night. <laughs> Um, I ain't heard no nerfs. The, uh, you know, of course, her quote is, I thought he was down here digging corridors, or at least he was supposed to be. Um, so then the, the droid we were looking for, R2, it is you. Um, we love how R2's casually, casually whistles and beeps as they make their way down into the belly of the base. The, the beeps, the, the sounds for R2, that they used were the ones that that I've always liked out of the the massive R two sound effects library. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden we hear a little uh, <laughs> type thing coming over the 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 com over her over Leia's com link, um, and then we get the Chewy. Is that you? So who said it best, Han or Leia? Han in Return of the Jedi or Leia in the short? Um, and it's cool that the writer who suggested the series harken back to the classic line to reveal Chewie on screen. But it was so cool, too, that we when we see Chewie, the Wampa is holding him like a teddy bear. <laughs> I'm like, OK, yeah, this is this is this is crazy. Um, and of course, that's number four. The the Wampas. Uh, he's not alone, tucked under the arm of a slumbering wampa like a favorite plaything or a new prized toy. Leia discovers Chewie isn't the only beast in the ice cave. Uh, just a note when you put these in the in the ship's archives. Um, 
Wampus do not like to be disturbed when they're sleeping. Yeah, they probably don't like to don't be disturbed they... at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't you shouldn't disturb them when they're awake either. Yeah, no. Um, so the entire last third of the episode uh, revolves the Spryery escape, uh, and it's dedicated to will they or won't they um, during Leia's daring escape. Um, but sorry, Luke, it looks like your sister is a little better in staying out of a Wampa. Swipe swiping range, no back to tanks required. Um, so, and then we had the the last one that's been released is the imposter inside. Uh, first off, we have Catherine Tabor reprising her role as the senator from Naboo, Padme. Um, so it was glass another uh, Clone Wars reunion, and it's just the little things. Uh, as Maz r- reminds us in the series opener, sometimes it's the little things that make a big impact. Well, in this case, it's Ahsoka's observational skills that that bring to question over her uh, cutlery needs for this meeting they have planned. Because apparently the race that they're meeting with, or the, the, the aliens they're meeting with, don't use silverware. So number three is we have a shape-shifting assassin. So we have... Um, a claw dite, very similar to Zam Weasel. That's what I was wondering. It looks like Sam Wessel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we get to see Ahsoka's fighting prowess again a little bit. Uh, it was, you know, when Padme finds the thermal detonator, you know, she says. I love how it's like half a thermal detonator, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it's like almost like any bomb in Star Wars has to look like a thermal detonator. And then, not to be outdone, Amidala has to get her little whack in as well, and uh, she knocks out the the, the claw the claw dite. So that would be what has come out so far with Forces of Destiny as of time of recording. Now, that, yep. I believe on Monday and Tuesday they're supposed to, they're still supposed to release the next two, according to the uh, press release you had there. Um. Tomorrow as well. It said the first eight would be there, yeah. Tomorrow as Are well. Are they releasing them on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, they did release it today, didn't they? They, they released one today. So yeah, it will be should be tomorrow and then Monday should be the last one. Yep. That's why I was wondering if they're just going to release two tomorrow and then show the whole thing tomorrow night on Disney XG. Could be. I don't know. We will have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that kind of wraps it for uh, Forces of Destiny. Uh, I'm digging the show. For sure, um, yeah, definitely. Anybody who ha- anybody who hasn't seen it, watch this. It's on YouTube. It takes ten minutes to watch the whole thing, and it's it's fun to watch. It's a it's a nice little. Yeah. So we do have the Blu-rays though that are coming. Oh yeah, that was announced. Uh, yes, Star Wars Rebels Complete Season Three will arrive on Blu-ray and DVD on August 29th. Hey, that's right after my birthday. Hint, hint. Hey, wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. Uh, I, I don't know what you're trying to say. There. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so is, that, is this something that might end up on a, maybe like an Amazon wish list type deal? <laughs> maybe. So, mm-hmm. so this this past season was definitely, I don't know, it might be my favorite o- overall with the the introduction of Thon, uh, Thon, <laughs> Thrawn. And the, the Bendu and stuff. It was, uh, it was a pretty good season overall, I'd say. I think so. Yeah, I I thought it was amazing. Mm. So seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn actually as close to live as we're ever going to see him was awesome. Yeah, uh, and they handled they really handled him well too. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's why he's coming back. Yeah. You got, like, you got, I got the impression, like, he's definitely, you know, dangerous. And, but he's, he's kind of compelling at the same time. And he's blue. And he's yeah. blue. <laughs> he's blue. And you know, you got, you know, you got it right. If, um, cause you hear, um, Timothy Zahn talking about Thrawn and different things. And he, he's excited about what they're doing with Thrawn. Yeah. Which is cool. And actually, and, um, I heard an interview with him where he was saying that actually he was brought in and they showed him Thrawn where they had already had him mostly animated. So the, they wrote all the Thrawn stuff before he even came on board to see it. Yeah. So it wasn't him telling them he has to do this, this, and this. They already knew the character, basically. Right, which is really cool. Another couple other interesting things. Uh, they did a bit on uh, Saw Gerrera. Yes. Which kind of tied in uh, with the... Rogue One um, a little bit. Rogue One, yep. Now it says here, Obi-Wan and Maul's, Darth Maul's final rematch. But I found that a little disappointing. That was the one thing this season that I was disappointed in. Yeah, because... I just I wanted so much more, not just a right. quick little. Well, I th- I thought it was cool with Saul Guerrero. They brought in Forrest Whitaker to do the voice. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Now there's some uh, def as always. There's some bonus features going to be on these. Uh, the Blu-ray has uh, a feature called Return to Mandalore. Uh, explore where Mandalore fits within the Empire's regime and whether Sabine can unite her people against the Imperial forces. All I will say was- is wait till episode one of season four. Well, that was an awesome part that they kind of slipped in at the end of the season. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. if I remember right, wasn't that in the teaser reel from the beginning of the season or from Comic-Con last year or something that they had showed that we were going to get Mandalorians? Yeah. Yeah. So, they waited, yeah, they did show. Then they waited to the very end of the season, and then you get them a little bit. You're like, oh, now come on. Kind of whet your appetite. Yeah. Well, no. Well, during the whole Dark Saber sequence, there, there's the two, yeah. three episodes where they're on Mandalore there, and we yeah. get them. But we also get him earlier with, uh, oh, what's his name? I am so bad with names tonight. Um, oh, you're talking about, um, oh, it starts with an R. Yes. Ren? Yeah, I think that might be him. No, hang no. on. I'll- um, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> as you're looking that up. Yeah. You know, but I will say, to begin season four, Mandalorians play a huge role. As we already know in, from the trailer for season four, Bo-Katan is back. Indeed. And Katie Sackhoff is back playing her, if I remember right. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's not like I, I've seen episode one of season four at Celebration. Mm. Just maybe. It's not like you're trying to rub that in or anything. Anyway, so... Well, if you went to Celebration... <laughs> The next bonus on the DVD is called Thrawn, A Legend Reborn. It says, learn Thrawn's significance in Star Wars lore and what the future may hold for this memorable villain. That's, he definitely is memorable, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and you were talking about Fen Rao. Fen Rao, yes. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, then after that... Yeah, this is, I would almost say, well, hang on, on Thrawn there, I would almost say Grand Admiral Thrawn is probably um, one of the most recognized characters to come out of a non-movie of, for the mainstream. Because there's yeah. people on oh, the street yeah. that yeah. have never picked up a Star Wars book but have heard of Grand Admiral Thrawn. They don't know what who he is, what he is, but they've heard the name. Right. Yeah. And then I think the, the only one that comes up second to him would be possibly Mara Jade yeah. or the Solo Kids. Those are the those are the only characters that really 
have um, endured and come out of the books into the mainstream. Plus, Thrawn has a very distinct uh, appearance. Yeah. So you definitely recognize him when you see him. Yeah. So next, we have Apprentices to Outcasts, Kenobi and Maul. Track two adversaries who've clashed throughout Star Wars history and find out why the time was right to conclude their story. Well, the time was right because Dave Filoni would make sure that he was the one that did it and it wasn't taken away from him. (laughs) Which, I saw a YouTube video of the secret reasons why Clone Wars is being canceled after this. This is total clickbait because Filoni, Mm -hmm. Filoni even broke it to the cat. Well... I think he might have broke it to the cast prior to celebration, but he definitely, I mean, you can see it on their faces as he broke it to the fans Mm. that, yeah, it's, um, it's the last season. And as he said, he wanted it ended on his own. He didn't, he didn't want like clone wars where the rug was pulled from underneath him before he got to finish his story. Right. Well, that and him being able to, since he's in charge of, I believe it, he's actually president or whatever, the in charge of Lucasfilm Animation. He knows what's coming next, and he can move on to the next chapter and have it ready to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the next bonus feature is called the original Rebel Saw Guerrero Returns Extended. Uh, meet the original Rebel. This exclusive extended version features Forrest Whitaker discussing the character he brings to life in both Rebels and Rogue One. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. An interview with Forrest Whitaker about it. Mm. So I'm wondering, I did, I've did. i not watched most of the bonus features from um, Rogue One, but did, did he actually go back and watch the um, Saw Gerrera episodes of Clone Wars before he started doing the character? Um, Just to get sure. backstory? I don't know. I, I think he might have, but I think he's also been a fan of the series no matter what. Mm. Yeah, because uh, for him to jump, in, I mean, for yeah, doing the movie, but when when he was offered the chance to do the the series as well, you know, come back and revise the role, and I if I remember right, he will be back as well for season four at some point. If I remember them talking about it, um, awesome. He yeah, how, how do you pass this up? Mm. Well, any time to be in Star Wars, even though he's already been in Star Wars now, but another a chance to come back and play in that universe again, that you've got to take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So the Blu-ray also features five audio commentaries from Dave Filoni, executive producer, uh, Justin Ridge, supervising director, Killian Plunkett, the art director, Keith Kellogg, animation supervisor, and Joel Aaron, CG supervisor, lighting and FX. So that's kind of cool. Some five yeah. different audio commentaries. Yep. I need to go back and get some of the other DVD and Blu-ray sets so I can check out some of the commentaries they have on those. They're supposed yeah. to be really good. I have I have the DVDs for seasons one, two, and three of Clone Wars. What of Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back and get. I want to go back and switch them over to Blu-ray because of mm. all the extra bonus that they have on it. Yeah, so because with this one, the DVD only has like two two bonuses, which are also found on the the Blu-ray. Uh, one is a Rebel Alliance. Discover how the formation of the Rebel Alliance in Rebels ties into the Rogue One timeline, and the exciting story possibilities that lie ahead for season four. That's cool. Yep. Ooh. And Rebels Recon, go behind the scenes with the cast and crew in 19 entertaining and information-packed episode recaps. 
I like these the were actually stuff. cool. I didn't see all of them when they were when um after each episode, but they're all up on YouTube now too. Still, I love those things. Yeah, I yeah. love when they do and that. The fun one is when they do the chopper cam and they actually get like chopper's point of view dri- driving through the office and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So once again, those are releasing on August 29th of this year. And according to this, if you want to binge them, it's only 485 minutes. Yes. The Blu-ray is a three-disc set, and the DVD is a four-disc set. So I will Bonus put material, a, not rated. I will put them on my Amazon wish list. Yeah, these usually the full seasons come out of what? 35 40 bucks for the Blu-ray? Mm. Uh, yeah, something like that. Give me just a minute, and I'll tell you. Because I'm sure Amazon already has it up. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure they do. So... Uh, while we're doing that, trying to see if there was uh, season two. Oh, you can get the complete season two for twenty bucks on Blu-ray per, on Prime. Oh wow! Season three, then season one is only fifteen on DVD, twenty bucks on Blu-ray. So this is going to probably come out at about thirty, and then it'll rapidly drop back down to like yeah twenty. It'll be like thirty or uh, forty. Yeah. Oh, I think that reminds me. I think Amazon's having their Prime Day coming up. Yep. On Monday, the 11th. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's going to be as lackluster as last year. Because last year, it was like anything that they had on there. I was like, wait a minute. This, none of this is stuff that I'm actually interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Things I couldn't that, find anything. Things that make you Great go. Great deals if you want a deodorant. It, it, things that make you want to go, what? Huh? <laughs> 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 what? Hey, if you want any of the Amazon tech, that's all on sale for nominal prices. Yeah. So... So, um, let's hit, let's see, where are we at time-wise? Um, let's go ahead and hit the Twisted Tales of Scum and Villainy. Yes. The sad part is, I don't think I have that sound drop. Which one? Kenobi going <laughs> Richard uh, Hive. okay. Oh, yeah. I had a poster of that one, so it was really cool. I had it in my uh, apartment back in the day. Yeah, that would be a beautiful poster just overlooking um, Mos Eisley. Yeah. The view that Obi-Wan and um, Luke have. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do it this way. And this is just boneheads. It's oh, such. Oh, my clips are not there. What? Ah. No. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> anyway. So, Ken, why don't you take us through this so we can laugh at some idiots? Yes. Well, all of us, at one point or another, have had this, or or not always an argument, usually it's more of a heated discussion of what's better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Well... It just doesn't matter. Nope. Yeah. It's not not worth going to jail over. Well, back on, um, according to Fox 25 Oklahoma City News... Back on July 1st, um, 23-year-old Jerome Dwight White or Jerome Dwayne White um, was arrested on the complaint of assault, assault and battery, amongst and amongst other things. Um, Dwight or White and another man were in their apartment and having a spirited debate about Star Wars versus Star Trek. When things got ugly, uh, according to this, the victim decided to walk back to his room, taunting White by saying. You're just another, or you're just a trick. So, um, I guess that was enough of an insult that, um, why are it in turn? It, yeah, what it, yeah, the other guy walked out, so White got all ticked off. Um, at which point it's, um, it is unclear which franchise White chose. It doesn't really matter. But for the sake of argument, let's say he chose Star Trek. 
Uh, White followed the victim into his room and threw him on the ground. The victim got up and asked White um, if he'd like to repeat that. White obliged and threw the victim to the ground again and then put his arm around the victim's neck, quite possibly trying to perform a Vulcan neck pinch. Um, but hey, at least they didn't call it the Vulcan death grip. Mm, um, the victim was nearly unconscious when he pulled a pocket knife resulting in white um stopping the choke um stopping the choke and reaching for the knife and cutting himself um he then got up and left the room so he was arrested on july 1st and booked but it's like come on guys we we sit here we have fun um we love talking star star wars we talk star wars every other week or every week coming up soon um at some point sometimes and usually more often than that yeah. but it's not worth the actual fist fight over. No, I mean if, you, if you're you going to fight, see our, at least you should use, see our text messages. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I know for me, I've said um, I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I was we were I was actually watching Star Trek Enterprise with my wife uh, before we started this. Oh yeah, uh, Star well, Wars for me. Star Wars beats Trek, but that's just me. Right, I grew well, up on Star it, Trek. Me and if my dad bonded over it. I'm watching it. <laughs> well, I, Star Trek, I say, Star Wars, Battlestar, anything with a star in it, I'm watching it. I, uh, I, I know Ken's the youngest of the three. Um, baby, baby boy Ken, <laughs> for once. But, I mean, we all, before 77, it was either Space 1999 or Star or Star Trek. That was our and sci-fi really, TV show. There. Oh, I, I loved watching <laughs> Space 1999. I need to go back. I remember. I think I watched it when I was a little kid, but I don't remember it. I mean, I remember from people going back to nostalgia and looking at it and stuff like that, but I don't remember ever watching it myself. I I did because that's my dad watched it, and if I wanted sci-fi, that's what I watched. Mm-hmm. Of course, I watched Star Trek as well. Mm-hmm. But then seventy-seven came, and to me, that's where sci-fi changed with star wars well that's when right, all of yeah. movies all of cinema changed oh, at that point in yeah. television really yeah yeah look at you there is a marked difference before and after star wars drop that's right. when that's when san diego comic-con changed mm-hmm. <laughs> for the uh, better for the no, worse like, time will only tell if you really gotta fight if you really gotta fight go get a lightsaber versus a bat left i mean if you really gotta do it <laughs> if you're gonna fight do it over something stupid like twilight yeah, <laughs> I'm Team Edward. Twilight I'm Team Salsa. Boy, or you can go Twilight versus True Blood. No, that's offensive to True Blood. Well, yeah, I actually like True Blood. Well, maybe va- maybe Vampire Diaries instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as as Joel is screaming at us. <laughs> yeah, I am tired of the misunderstood vampire idea. I think Buffy yeah. had it right. All vampires are evil. Um, stake them and be done with it. <laughs> Vampires should only sparkle as they go poof. Exactly. So Even then they shouldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, but these guys, it's like, uh, t- dude, like, like we said at the very beginning of this, it's not that big of a deal. These are movies and TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not worth stabbing somebody over. Yeah. Well, some people just they gotta have a reason for something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's stupid. Um. Again, I grew up watching Star Trek beforehand, so it for me, well, it, it's I, one of those... But yeah, I was talking with someone at work today. I prefer like how the newer stuff, between Next Generation, DS9, and Voyager. I prefer I prefer DS9. Yeah, I thought D- see, over DS9 Voyager? is the most underrated yeah. over Voyager. of all of them. Well, yeah. I, I'll, still I, take, I'll take DS9 over uh, Next Generation as well. 
What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> well, DS9 got a whole lot better when they started when they found want, the Dominion. Yeah. Do you want to have yeah. a knife fight, Derek? <laughs> bring it. Oh, <laughs> well, bring it. Do we want to use them? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just bring one. We don't. We don't have to use it. We'll just you know. Wait, wait, wait. Just do, mine it. Do, do we really need hey, to have this Star Trek in fighting? <laughs> no, we really don't. <laughs> so, um, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and, and start getting into a little? Uh, oh no, I got the books to do. <laughs> yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, so here, review what's coming out? Here's the books that are coming out for um, starting. We're going to start with the week of July 11th. Um, we got Star, a Star Wars box set, World of Reading Level 2, uh, from Disney Lucasfilm Press. Uh, this box set includes Trapped in the Death Star, Death Star Battle, Use the Force, Cloud City, and Rescue from Jabba's Palace, and The Fight in the Forest. And then there is a children's activity book called Star Wars Dot to Dot. Um, comic book-wise, for new comic book Wait, day. Wait, when was the Dot to Dot supposed to come out? Tuesday the 11th. Okay, because I could have swore there was one that just came out too. It was on the comic or my comic shop rack this week. Um, unless they released it early. I could have swore it was a it was a Star Wars one that was out. Um, on New Comic Book Day for the twelfth, you got Darth Vader number three, Doctor Afra number nine. God, I love that series. Um, and then on the eighteenth, it's a Tuesday. New books come out on Tuesday. New comic books come out on Wednesday. Um. Star Wars on the front lines by Daniel Wallace. And then on the 19th, you got Darth Maul number five and Poe Dameron number seven or 17. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say number seven. Number seven. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that seven Dameron plus 10 going on. Oh, I, I'm so glad it got extended. Um, on the 25th from Christy Golden, we have Battlefront Inferno Squad. Uh, also, too, we have Star Wars A New Hope Official Collector's Edition. It's a hardback from Titan. Um, Star Wars Super Graphic. Uh, it's a reference book. Um, okay. Do you have any more information about the Star Wars um, New Hope? Is it a reprint of the original like story? Uh, it's a behind-the-scenes souvenir special to the very first oh, okay. Star Wars movie with a dog barking in the background. I was kind of hoping it would be a reprint of the original novel. That would have been kind of cool. Mm, I don't think it is. And it, that maybe this one would actually say, um, written by George <sighs> Lucas and Alan Dean Foster. Nope. Uh, this also includes brand new articles on alien spaceships and the worlds from the original Star Wars film. Uh, we also have Jedi Academy number five, The Force Oversleeps. <laughs> and, then on the 20, and then on the 26th, we have Dr. Aphra number 10. Oh, wow. We're getting two Dr. Afro books this month. Wow. Yay. Interesting. Uh, Very cool. On the, tw- on the 12th and then on the 26th. Hmm. Uh, then we have the Epic Collection, the original Marvel Years, Volume 2. Uh, it's a paperback graphic novel uh, with contributors of Mary Jo Duffy, Archie Goodwin, Michael Golden, uh, Chris Claremont, and etc. And also on the 26th is the second printing of Darth Vader number one. Nice. So, so all of that coming out. And none of those are the, from the Force of Destiny yet. Oh, no, that's not supposed to come out till August. Till August. Yeah. Um, well, then it, in September, we get all the um, Tuesday, the August. rollout of all the. Oh, wait, go ahead. 
Tuesday, August 1st is when we start seeing the books for Forces of Destiny. Okay. So I know in, in September is when they start rolling out the um, the road to The Last Jedi. Correct. That is correct. So that would be uh, the books for July. Cool. Any um, so that's going to bring us almost to an end for this episode. Yeah. Um, anybody who actually listened to the beginning and actually noticed we said the San Diego Comic-Con, we actually kind of ran out of time. So next week we will have all of the um, – or at least all the Star Wars panels we can find that are going to be at Comic-Con um, for next weekend. Yeah. So I'll give you guys a little preview. Which – wait. N- next week? That's right. That means we start weekly now. Hopefully or, not week, but hopefully not n- weekly. Next week. But. I know. We- <laughs> You know, all you Wookiee Radio listeners out there have been screaming and yelling at us to get to go weekly. Well, I guess we're going to have to do it. Yep. Yeah, We've so been thank, thanks tens for that. Tens of emails. <laughs> well, tens and tens of emails about this. There, there's another reason why we're doing this as well. And uh, that news coming a little later. So, dun, dun, dun. that's what we call a tease. So, um,. Until next time, uh, I don't even remember which one of these I used last week. <laughs> Sharut Mway quotes to help strengthen your will. Do you guys remember which one I used? Was uh, it the, Jared, I don't know what you used. Nope. Was it the strongest stars? I don't remember. Give me a minute. Oh, someone's got to go back to the last episode. I have a funny I think I used, there was more than one sort of, I think it was, Somebody's got to have it at the end of the last episode. That's okay. Number three on the list is my favorite, the best one he has in the entire movie, I think. Well, we will go ahead and use that one this week. I don't need luck. I have you. So, Leia, if you would, please. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!